Welcome to the What's My Age Again podcast. I'm Danny. I'm 34 years old. And I am Declan. I am 19 years old. And we're going to talk about music and the 15-year difference between us and how that influences what we listen to. Definitely. Declan, what have you been listening to lately? Um, lately, as always, been moving around a lot. Earl Sweatshirt actually had a new album recently that I've been listening to. Um, I think it's called Clay's Clay's Feet, I believe. Cool. Um, honestly, enjoying it for the most part. The critics seem kind of indifferent. Some like it, some dislike it. Well, like Earl Sweatshirt comes from like the Odd Future guys, which kind of will maybe talk about a little bit later Mm -hmm. out of those guys like i mean tyler the creator was is kind of the biggest name to come out of that and then probably vince staples Mm -hmm. but i do really like earl sweatshirt i can't remember a couple years ago album came out yeah some some rap songs some rap songs uh i really enjoyed so i'll definitely have to check that out Mm -hmm. yeah so enjoyed that there's an album that came out last year by this band called Idols. It's called um, the Joy. Yeah. Act- joy. <laughs> joy as an act of resistance. Yes. I really like that album a lot, and yeah. I just discovered it. Cool. It it was on my top twenty last year. Um, something not as accessible as a lot of other music I listen to. Mm-hmm. It's it's heavy. It's you kind of want to fight people while yeah. listening to it. No, yeah, I agree. It makes me want to, like, ride in the streets. Yeah. But also, at the same time, there are some songs that are, like, they contrast that idea and, like, just make you want to, like, hug a stranger. Uh, you know what I mean? That's nice. Yeah. I've been listening to the Arkells, um, mm-hmm. which, are you familiar with them? I'm not actually I'm not actually familiar. It's a Canadian band. Mm-hmm. Um I saw them at the MTS Center back in the spring, and they put on, like, a show. Like, their lead singer, Max, is, like, a showman. Mm-hmm. It's unreal, and it really nicely translates from the albums to a live show. They have, I think, I want to say, like, eight years' worth of albums out. Uh, Rally Cry, the last one that came out last year, is pretty good, but I do feel earlier albums are better and the more i listen like that band just rules like they make you feel good they make you want to sing along i was also listening to another 2018 release um it's black foxes um and like it just kind of stuck around for me as like one of those albums really easily or really easy to revisit from 2018 really 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 nice nicely written songs and there's almost like a 90s like progression to them um which just kind of makes it feel a little different from other things i've been listening to yeah no, it's it's that's honestly the best type of music that's like you can come back to over and over yeah. again and still enjoy anything um, else like kind of um there's actually well uh, apart from my usual like radiohead and death grips like constant <laughs> shuffle yeah um, there's this album actually, it's called Schlagenheim. Wow. Kind of a strange name. Hmm. By this band called Black Midi. Okay. I believe they are also out of the UK. It actually just came out this summer and I've heard of it. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, yeah. They're this weird like noise rock, experimental, maybe math rock, I don't know. They they blew up sort of critically since the summer. I've discovered the album probably two days after it came out okay and i've just i was like hey this is a pretty good album my initial thoughts were like it, w- it was it entertained like it got me pretty hyped up um and then i kept listening to it and i was like okay this is pretty pretty dang good and then i kept listening to it and like i've just just grown more and more and more and since then like i thought it was going to hit its peak for me and it just it's not huh. stopping. I'm just really liking it, yeah. Uh, I'll definitely have a listen to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about something right now. Okay. Earlier, or over the weekend, My Chemical Romance announced that, the reunion. That's big news, dude. So like, seriously. Back in the day, I was, I was a scene kid. Mm-hmm. I had black dyed hair. <laughs> I wore girls' jeans. Uh, I was on MySpace. I I was kind of MySpace famous, yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> and so, like, My Chemical Romance was one of those bands. And 
yeah, I, I'm excited to see if they're going to record new music, mm-hmm. um, if they're going to tour. Um, I think that's really, really exciting for a lot of people that grew up on, uh, like, kind of in the emo, screamo yeah. um, kind of era. Yeah, like, there, there's, a whole, there's a whole generation that literally just got incredibly excited over one tweet was it or one instagram post yeah um apologies (laughs) to all the rage against the machine fans excited about the reunion that was also a big deal for me back in the day for me actually i'd say rage is more of a big deal uh rather than my chemical romance just because uh kind of that political rock like i'm a huge system of a down fan okay yeah that political rock uh is music i i listen to probably in in early high school yeah so rage coming back that's a that's a big deal for me at least absolutely but my chemical romance (laughs) (laughs) i mean Um, yeah (laughs) there was one tweet i saw and it just said mick rib and it was a thread and the next one said my chemical romance is back it's back baby so today we're going to talk about rap music um we both love rap we grew up on very different rap and we're going to kind of explore that and see what we've listened to, what's influenced us. And uh, stay tuned. Yeah, let's check it out. So rap music is pretty popular, isn't it? I mean, back in, say... 97 uh maybe 96 yeah um when i first started you know buying albums and stuff like that um i mean i bought a lot of weird al at first nice, yeah but um like rap started really showing up i mean you already had tupac and biggie mm-hmm. and nas and puff daddy yeah <laughs> not puff daddy but <laughs> um by the time i was in high school that's when you know, it was all over the radio. Yeah. And and now I feel like, um, for me in my generation, it's really evolved from just that to, like, all these different subgenres and, like, different types of rap all over the radio and the mainstream. I can't remember which year, but it was in the last, like, three or four years that, like, rap and urban music exceeded rock music, rock music for yeah. like the first time ever yeah because i feel like also when you were my age it was a big mix of like different different genres yeah we also competing. had rap rock like yeah lincoln park yeah. and limp biscuit but that's for another day <laughs> yeah fair enough um yeah i mean for me i feel like rap music i was kind of forced into in a way like how so well i just i just originally was not I was not prioritizing listening to rap at all. Like, it was totally just on the radios and stuff. And so, and it was just what was played at parties. Okay. So eventually I was just like, well, I might as well, like, embrace it. Because originally I was kind of like, oh, rap music, there's no instruments in this. And I was like this really, like, cynical, like. So, like, what was playing at parties at that time? Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, like, trap music, a lot of, a lot of Kanye and stuff. Okay. A lot of, I guess Young Thug is pretty popular. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, yeah, with yeah. Young Thug. Some Young Thug and stuff. And yeah, originally I was like not into it. And it was just played so often, especially among my friend group too. They're big rap fans. That I just kind of was like, oh, well, I better actually embrace this because it's going to be here for a while. Yeah. Um, is there any like specific album or artist that kind of like, oh shit, like I actually really like this? Yeah, actually, um, funny enough. And we'll probably go into this a little later because it's one of the artists that I recommended to you. Uh, Brock Hampton, actually. They're fairly new. Like, I think it was 2017 where they blew up. And yeah, I, I started listening to their stuff and I was like, wow, this is like really good. Like, I'm enjoying this. And like before that, I would casually listen to rap. It's not like I was just completely reborn. But that was like the first sort of times where I was listening to like full rap albums and I was like, really bumping it hard you know what i mean um so yeah they're kind of what started me and now honestly rap takes up at least like 40 percent of my listening nowadays to be honest cool i uh like i can think back to grade seven 
and okay. Eminem blowing oh, up. Oh, yeah, fair um, enough. So, like, I had listened to some rap before, like Tupac hits, Biggie mm-hmm. hits, um, Public Enemy, West Side Connection, like, yeah. kind of classic hip-hop. Um, and then Eminem came out of nowhere, at least for a kid living in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that took over. I mean, you could not play that at home unless you were wearing headphones because my mom would have killed me. Yeah. Um, but kind of through that, that's how I discovered, like, Jay-Z, who's big influence, like, listening kind of throughout high school. And I'd listen to, like, whatever was popular when I was in grade 12 into club by 50 cent was oh, the biggest song. that literally was like i've looked back obviously i was pretty young like what year you was were that? into crib still yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> literally but like you look back and like with the internet uh, i find myself always looking at like early music or past music history sort of thing and like it's kind of crazy how like all over the radio that song was and how it literally like took over yeah Everyone in my graduating class, like, danced to that, like, on tables any mm-hmm. chance they had mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, can't quite explain it. Yeah. But. And, like, I still, like, I still, you still hear that song when you go into the club nowadays. Like, uh, I'm not joking. Amazing. I hear it often. I, I don't go in the club that yeah, often. But if I was, I'd really hope that I'd hear it playing. Mm-hmm. Any other artists that kind of, like, stand out yeah that's actually a good question um i would say actually like as much as i was saying i didn't like him as much before like kanye's hits was when i was kind of like i haven't really listened extensively to kanye but hearing his hits i was like okay like he is actually a talented guy like i like understand the hype sort of thing now but also I guess I'm I'm forgetting someone very important, which is uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yes. You know, people a lot of people would claim Kendrick Lamar is like the best rapper in the game right now, and I do not disagree with those claims. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to like to Pimp a Butterfly. Oh yeah. Um, like anything he releases is so charged. Like that's true. That that's the best way for me to describe it is it's charged. It's emotional. It really does uh sound super pretentious but transcends like rap it's commentary no yeah it's 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 so clear that like there's so much substance behind what he's saying yeah he's not just like oh this is what i like this is what i like he's literally speaking about like issues that are way bigger than rap and like societal things yeah and it's like and and, uh, honestly i don't you were saying you think it's kind of pretentious, but, like, I honestly think it's, like, good enough that, like, it's not pretentious. I don't I, know. I'd agree with that. In the last 10 years, um, have you listened to Lupe Fiasco at all? No, actually, I haven't. So, Lupe Fiasco, um, Chicago-born rapper, a lot of his older stuff, at first it was fun, like, his first hit single was called Kick Push. It was about okay. skateboarding. Yeah. Um, and he got very, very political to the point where I felt uncomfortable listening to it. Mm-hmm. It just was a little over the top. And um, his last album that I listened to wasn't as politically charged, but it's kind of going back to like really like cool flow from earlier releases that really drew me in. Uh, I know I've talked about like Jay-Z. Yeah. Um, Kanye was big for me too. Yeah. Um, what was the first album the high school yeah, dropout yeah high school um like the song through the wire on that okay if you don't know the song he had gotten a car accident so his mouth was actually wired oh, shot okay i know like the shot. story yeah. um but i actually don't know if i've heard the song and so enough. like i used to buy a bunch of music magazines also dating me mm-hmm. um but <laughs> um I read the story about that before i heard the song oh yeah and so you listen to the song and you're like oh yeah like he can't open his mouth and yet he's still doing this it was pretty cool that is pretty cool um let me ask you this though yeah are there any rappers that like you despise and they're like mainstream or they're popular and you just think why are these people popular there's some of these like new rappers Mm -hmm. um a lot of the lil the or like 
What was that extension? Oh yeah, X X X Tentacion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, stuff like that. Like I I really can't get into Migos. Oh yeah. Like that one song that drop top. Yeah, yeah. Like, drop, drop. I can't even remember the yeah, name of the song like, right now. That song is fun, but I tried to listen to other stuff, and it's really bad, at least in my mind. And then I f- found out they released solo albums as well. I'm like, wow, there wasn't a lot of content to begin with, and now yeah. they're stretching it into a solo I album? I kind of agree. I think Migos are kind of like, kind of the epitome of like the bad parts of rap right now. And like, exactly what you said, there's not a lot of content. They're literally putting like ad-libs in between every bar are they are they really that boring that you can't just have the track in between you know what i mean there's um this segment from a podcast and snoop dogg's on it and Mm -hmm. he's talking about mumble rappers Mm -hmm. and uh, so he gets like the producer to put some beats on and he just starts mumble rapping it's like the funniest thing it's just the hibbida hibbida hubbida Okay, actually, I think I've seen this before. Yeah. I think I've seen this. My friends and I drive, drove around one night listening to that mm-hmm. um, on full blast for yeah. no reason <laughs> other than, like, he did it better than the people actually doing it. Yeah, and he's parodying it. That's funny. I think one thing, because rap is so popular nowadays, we c- we're getting, like, this weird, like, mainstream push of, like, some of the best rap artists, like, we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of, like, people who are trying that but just, like, aren't close. You know what I mean? It's weird just because there's so much of, a, of an abundance and because music is so um, accessible nowadays yeah, yeah. because of the internet. I think sometimes the bad rappers can overshadow how rap looks as a whole nowadays, if that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of the TikTok generation yeah, now. Like, no, I, I was on TikTok yesterday and every second TikTok yeah. is a song that I haven't heard. I'm like, the beat's kind of fun, but mm. that's about it. That's all I really get. Yeah, out of it. and and we're kind of getting this weird, repetitive like, I don't know, just these rappers where it's like I've heard this song before. Yeah. Like you haven't actually heard the song, but it's like this is just a regular beat with like 808s and hi hats, and some guy just rapping about how much lean he's drinking. I know this sounds this sounds so white for me to say this, <laughs> but it's it's kind of true. I don't know. But in terms of rappers, I'm not the biggest fan of. I don't think J. Cole is that good. Okay. I know he's popular. I don't think he's bad, but some people... They love J. Cole. It's true. It's like, true. they hold him in such high regard, and, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm kind of impartial. Yeah, I don't necessarily think he's a bad rapper, but there's people who literally compare him to, like, Kendrick and stuff, and I'm like, he's not quite there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, maybe I need to listen to a little bit more of him. Um, but yeah, J. Cole, Logic. No. Nope. Not a big Logic fan. Nope. All of it, Like I said before, all of his songs are just kind of the same thing. It's weird. I don't know, like, how up-to-date you are with Eminem, but, like, his recent stuff kind of sucks. Yeah, I... Like, those first three Eminem albums, mm-hmm. I mean, I was a kid. Yeah. Hearing that, like, sugar in my veins. Oh, yeah. And, like, a- as the kids would say these days, you hate to see it. I just think he was one of the one of the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, at one point. And, yeah, now he's kind of taken the downfall, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, I remember... Like, Jay-Z, I know I recommended a Jay-Z album to you. Mm-hmm. But uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, which came out in... 2015? 2015. 2013. Okay. Wow, I feel old. No, um, yeah, I'm and that had so much hype coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. It it kind of disappointed me a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Um, just based on my expectations. Yeah, and it's true. Um I think there's a lot of artists um, kind of from your time that were in their prime at your time. And it's like they're trying to hold on to that, like the holy grail of what they had. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to still release when a lot of them are like 
I don't know, in their 40s at this point. Yeah, it's like a maybe a different kind of relevance that mm-hmm. some of them still have. Some of them kind of force. I know Kanye's like Jesus Christ Superstar album yeah. came out last week. I haven't listened to it. I uh, gave it a listen. And what did you think? Um, <laughs> honestly, it wasn't that good in my opinion. It's not like I've listened to every single Kanye album. But from what I've heard of past Kanye... You sometimes got to wonder where his head's at. Yeah. Um, I think he, like, unfortunately, is past his music now. Yeah. Um, that, um, if you go back to those albums, I mean, you can go online and you find playlists, and it's like Pink Polo Kanye. Yeah. And it's okay. all old Kanye that he either released himself or he produced on, and it's so good. Um, and it's different, and it has this great vibe to it, and he he has a different voice he's not the best rapper he's never been the best Mm -hmm, rapper but mm -hmm. back then it was just different and now it's it's a brand it's yeah and he was kind of ahead of the curve for most of his stuff just slightly ahead of it so that it would like it would be accessible to the public and it would blow up but it was also new sort of thing yeah i think his next album whatever it may be will like make or break the rest of kanye sort of thing because if he has like another equally as bad album as Jesus is King, in my opinion, I don't think he's going to be able to bounce back like from where he's at right now. But he's hoping he could prove us wrong. He could come back with another. Like, honest, like <laughs> to be honest, I don't really care at this point. That's like, fair. That's fair. Kanye is a strange dude indeed. Yeah. I'm kind of done with him in a lot of ways. Like, I had a really good run with him. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and, like, uh, it's not to say he hasn't had, like, many great albums. Like, his his discography is pretty um, diverse. Yeah. And so it's not like he hasn't given us what we already want to hear. Exactly, yeah. So that's fair. So, I gave you three albums. You did. Um, that hopefully you hadn't listened to, and you had to pick one of them. So, I gave you Jay-Z's Black Album. Mm-hmm. I gave you... Um, Dr. Dre's... Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001. Chronic 2001. Which I should have mentioned earlier when we were talking about, like... I mean, that came out in 99, and, like, forgot about Dre. Still Dre. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. There are hits on that. That was actually kind of an introduction to Eminem. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you picked that one. And then um, Doomtree, which is a, like, rap collective out of Minneapolis. They're self-titled from 2008. So which did you pick? So. So. Um, I'm excited. I did not pick the Doomtree one. Okay. Just because... Uh, Dr. Dre and Jay-Z are two names I was already familiar with. I'm going to be honest, I had a tough time choosing between the Jay-Z album and the Dr. Dre album. Okay. But I eventually went with Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001. Amazing. And I really liked it. Yes! And I'm not and I'm not just saying that. I was actually surprised because like I've I'd heard these singles, some of the singles off it just from like popular culture, I guess. And yeah. I didn't realize like how many of them were from that album. As a movie lover, yes. you've seen Training Day, Denzel I Washington, and seen Training uh, Day. I mean, Dr. Dre is in the movie, okay. but um, there's this scene towards the beginning, and Denzel Washington's this like uh, undercover drug cop, mm-hmm. and he has like this lowrider car, and Ethan Hawke gets into it, and he's like, "We're going to the office," and uh, Ethan Hawke says. Where's the office? He's like, you're in it. And he flips up like the hydraulics and okay. still Dre yeah, from yeah. that album starts playing. I'm like, that is the most badass thing I yeah, will yeah. ever see. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like not a lot of albums that I listen to on first listen. I'll be like, man, I really like how this sounds. And like, I'll really be like, I was legitimately like nodding my head as I was listening to it. Just because like, honestly, 
first of all, the beats hold up. Yeah. Like, they have not aged poorly. It's very hooky. Like, there's a lot of good hooks on that thing. And just, like, obviously, like, I knew about who Dr. Dre was, but I didn't realize, like, how kind of, like, influential he was. Yeah. And I feel like I had, like, not discovered a piece of, like, music history and, like, you showed it to me, if that makes sense. What a special moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, you go back in his career from, mm-hmm. like, NWA on. Um, like, he's been part of rap music. It's true. Since West Coast rap really started, like, taking off. And, like, Chronic 2001, mm-hmm. for me personally was just like one of those albums that not only like brought me back to listening to stuff that was you know 10 15 years older than that yeah um, but also introduced me to like a lot of rappers on that album because there are so many guest Mm -hmm. spots yeah and that's one thing i thought was interesting um it almost feels like this just this huge collaboration album and not in a bad way like everyone everyone who was featured on it i thought fit very well there were no real verses where I was like, hmm, this is kind of weird. And and like you said, it does sh- uh, showcase some of, like, the rappers back then that were, like, in their prime. Like, yeah. Snoop Dogg in his prime, like, real real bars. Because I think Snoop Dogg nowadays, uh, at least for my generation, is almost, like, just a public figure, just as much as a rapper, just, like, a head. Like, he hangs out with Martha Stewart. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. It's not exactly, like... I feel like it's not the real image of who Snoop is. Eminem, like you said. Yeah. Who else is on there? Well. Corrupt. Um, um, Nate Dogg, DOC, Hitman. Yeah, a um, lot of Hitman. And I had never heard of, like, some of these rappers I've never heard of, to be honest. Like, did you know who Exhibit was? I don't think so. Have you watched Pimp My Ride? No, I haven't. Oh, see now you're now you're talking dated stuff man. too. Like, <laughs> just just go on YouTube and look up like. An episode of Pimp My, My Ride, Ride with Exhibit. It's so. I'm familiar mid-2000s. with it. Yeah. But yeah, like, some of my favorites, I wrote this down. The Watcher was good. I think that's the opener, basically. Yeah. I liked uh, Murder Inc. It had, like, I think it sampled Halloween. Did it sample Halloween? Uh, maybe. It sounded like the. It was like the Halloween, like, theme song sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Ackwright was good. Forget about Dre. That was also one I really liked. And then there were three there were three songs that I knew before listening, but I didn't know the names, which were Still Dre, yeah. which is like the iconic one. Um, what's the difference? Really like that one actually. And I had not heard like I like I knew that I knew the beat, but I just like had not had no clue where from. And then the next episode. Yeah. Also very good. I'm surprised you hadn't really heard Forgot About Trey before. Yeah, I don't know. I might have, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems sort of familiar. That's a, like, karaoke favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who Begonia is, local musician. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Alexa is a good friend of mine, and somehow I've convinced her over the years to sing rap songs with me at yeah, karaoke. Yeah. And she's always Eminem, so we do... Uh, yeah, we do Forgot About Dre. It's It kind of blows up the handsome daughter on yeah. a Tuesday night yeah. uh, when we have done it. Um, but the rest of the songs you mentioned, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, those are songs that, I mean, kind of off the top of the segment we said, like, have shown up and you haven't necessarily listened to them yeah, as a exactly. whole. Yeah, um, exactly. Also, also, the closer, I think it is, The Message... That was, like, a very, like, almost a surprise at the end, like, how emotional a song that was. I don't know exactly what he's talking about, um, but he's talking about someone he lost. And, like, there, I think there's a line in there where it's, like, he was saying something, I'm paraphrasing heavily, but he was saying something like, I've lived my life thinking real G's don't cry. He's like, maybe I'm not a real gangster then. And I was like, oh, man, this is, like, this is coming from the same album that's just, like, talking about like gang wars and like drugs and stuff like that and i was like wow this is like kind of kind of sobering in a way um if i'm going on uh genius are you familiar with genius.com so i spend a lot of time on there for all genres of music if you're looking for lyrics or wondering what a song's about go on genius look it up 
it's a lot of user contributions. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, almost like a Wikipedia for lyrics. Um, but once in a while, you get like actual people who were involved on the album mm -hmm. commenting, yeah. and they get their kind of stuff gets put to the top. So kind of looking up the message on there. So it was a message to both God and his late brother um, Tyree. Ghost written by Royce to Five Nine, who is an unreal oh, rapper yeah. himself, Royce. actually. Okay, I'm familiar with that name, actually. I think, I think he was on someone's someone's album recently. Maybe it was Denzel Curry, even. I think you're right. Yeah. Royce to Five Nine. I didn't realize he like was that. He's been around that long, to be honest. I just kind of heard the name from a Denzel Curry because Denzel Curry is a pretty newer artist. Yeah, I actually really like Denzel Curry. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. A song like The Message, um, I feel, is so my generation, mm -hmm. is you have these female hooks on them. Yeah, So, exactly. like, Mary J. Blige on The Message, but actually she shows up on a lot of great songs, but there's so much rap music that I grew up on, and they have these, like, wonderful female hooks that mm -hmm. kind of just balance everything out. And it can be, like, the hardest song you've ever heard. No, I totally agree. And, like, those are some of my favorite rap songs that exactly they balance the really hardcore grittiness with, like, this, like, smooth hook. Yeah. I think it fits super well. Um, there's a song by The Roots called Right On. Right On. Um, and it's Joanna Newsom, who's, like, this folk singer. Okay. Um, and they sample her. And it's just, it, it works so, so, yeah. so, so well. The Roots were someone that I also thought of kind of throwing your way. I mean, mm -hmm. you probably think um, yes. Jimmy Fallon. I was literally going to say that. This is what separates our our generations. I'm like, oh, The Roots, you know, that band on Jimmy Fallon? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, that, like, actual influential yeah. group. Um, Anything else about the album, like? Question for you, okay. actually. Yeah. What do you think of interludes on albums? I thought, actually, I thought they fit really well on this. Yeah. Um, I think that there are some albums or some artists that will see it from their influences and be like, oh, I'm just going to put interludes on here and don't really have, like, any real, you know, story or content behind it. They just put it on just to put it on. Um, but I thought on this album, like, it worked to be funny. It worked to, like, tell a story. There were a lot, um, one one specifically, I think it was Car Bomb. That one was kind of interesting. Or maybe it was the song before Car Bomb that led into Car Bomb, where it's like people are walking and they can't get the car started. And like, I don't know, I just thought it fit really well, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Also, also pause for porno on this album. I was like, I was literally like, laughing in my kitchen i'm like what am i listening to right now this is so ridiculous 1999 was a very special year there was a lot going on in the world mm -hmm, uh, y2k mm -hmm. was right around the corner and i guess uh you gotta pause for porno sometimes yeah and also like there's a lot of just homages to just weed yeah in this whole album yeah that's that's kind of the, the central theme i mean yeah i mean it is called 2001 the chronic yeah which Obviously, previous J or Dr. Dre. <laughs> previous Dr. Dre. Um, Chronic was like 91, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, that's one I also need to like. I, I definitely, after listening to this, I'm going to check out more Dr. Dre. Cool. I, and I think that's that's why I want to share music with people. It's like, hey, maybe I'll, f maybe I'll show you something that you're going to go and listen to mm -hmm. a whole discography and go back to, you know, NWA and then branch out from there um, and like I mean that's the beauty of music is that yeah. it really is limitless and then I think um, when I when I listen to stuff like this that's kind of before my time I can go back to what I'm listening what's current and see like oh this is this artist is totally influenced by these artists yeah, from yeah. the past like you can see you can get a better understanding of like the progression of the genre yeah 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 if that makes sense, yeah. No, totally. So, like, you've listened to it once mm -hmm. out of ten, like, initial kind of impression of it. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm a very indecisive person, so <laughs> keep in mind this will most definitely change. And especially it being a first listen, uh, 
you know, subsequent listens will for sure sway me one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. But I think a, a solid solid eight, okay. maybe a nine. It might move to a nine um, just off first listen. Just so catchy, like, and liking it that much on the first on the first listen, I think is a kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, like, it's not a favorite album of mine. I don't listen to it that often. Mm-hmm. I hear songs from it still often, uh, but I picked it just because I felt it is like kind of a staple. Yeah, like um, iconic for me. Yeah, iconic is a great word to use for it. And you do see those influences still today. Definitely. Awesome. It ain't that I'm too big to listen to the rumors. It's just that I'm too damn big to pay attention to them. That's the difference. What's the difference between me and you? You talk a good one, but you don't know what you're supposed to do. I act on what I feel and never dare with emotions. I'm used to living big dogs down with straight coaches. What's the difference between me and you? You talk a good one, but you don't know what you're supposed to do. I act on what I feel and never dare with emotions. So, let me throw it back to you now. I recommended three albums to you. Uh, also rap, of course. I recommended first, The Money Store by Death Grips. That's probably one of my favorite albums. Probably the least accessible of the ones I recommended, just because it's so freaking weird. I also recommended Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. Um, I that was my first actual introduction to Tyler, to be honest. I've heard just a couple of his singles before that, um, and it was it was a very nice, peaceful introduction. And thirdly, I list, I sorry I recommended uh, Saturation Three by Brockhampton. Very new, one of my favorites by them. So what did you pick? I went with Brockhampton. Okay. Uh, Tyler, the creator, I've listened to. Mm-hmm. I know Death Grips, and I, I really didn't want <laughs> to sit a little there tired. and listen. <laughs> I, um, I've heard some Brockhampton songs before, but never really listened to an album. Uh, overall, I liked it. Mm-hmm. It's really complex. Like that—that's kind of my first take of it. There's so much going on. Like, there's a lot of layers. In I the agree, production for sure beats they're all over the place uh samples just sounds like there there's a lot of sounds a lot of the songs change progression so quickly quickly and, like, and it, it it's overwhelming at times yeah but overall it was kind of fun there's seven different vocalists yes um, yes which i ranked as i listened to the album um just i i ended up on genius because it's so all over the place lyrically because you do have seven different minds guys um there's some really like emotional stuff on there Mm -hmm. there's also just fucking ridiculous noise Yeah, yeah um so different flows mean different styles and Mm -hmm. at times like i remember i heard a few verses and they were so good i wanted to follow up to that verse joba joba so i'm going to talk about joba a lot he is my favorite joba is my favorite i totally agree um my notes just have joba with an exclamation mark (laughs) joba um his verse on liquid okay yeah um is just like that probably stood out as like the moment on the album to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Amir Van on Amir Stupid Van. was really really good too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So seven vocalists, and then I dug a little deeper, and currently they have thirteen active members Never. listed oh, online. Oh, hundred percent. And they include like their graphic designer as a member. Yeah, it's weird. Well, they're they're very. Uh, they put a lot of emphasis on calling themselves a boy band i don't yeah. know if you're like how deep you dug but yeah they, they're all about like rebranding what a boy band is and um yeah they just have a lot of i think i think going back to where you're saying about it being complex yeah like i think that's honestly just a natural result of having so many different creative collaborators on on a project like this yeah 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 i totally agree joba is 100 percent my favorite rapper or artist or singer whatever you want to call him in Brockhampton um, I think if you listen to more Brockhampton you'll definitely see he's incredibly versatile 
you know, I actually got that wrong. It's Joba's verse on stupid. Okay, okay, And Amir Band's okay. verse on liquid. Yeah, um, no, that makes way more sense now, yeah. Yeah, as first listen and kind of scrambling to figure out who says what oh, yeah. um, can a, be a little challenging. It's challenging, yeah. Um, one of the reasons earlier we were talking about Earl Sweatshirt mm-hmm, and the Odd Future mm-hmm. guys is while I'm listening to this, I'm I'm thinking like, yeah, they're this boy band rap collective now. Mm-hmm. What? what? Like, Kevin Abstract, has he released like a solo album? Yeah, he has, yeah. He has multiple actually. Uh, he, had a, he had one come out last year as well. Um, I should also mention, I'm not sure how much research you did. Yeah. But Amir Van is no longer in Brockhampton. Oh, no. Um, can I got, keep him in my um, I mean, list? yeah, you can totally keep him. I, I'm a strong believer in art, not the artist, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but he's, yeah, he got me too And, like, it was justified. Okay. Um, and, like, literally, this was after, right after Saturation 3. And, like, Brockhampton almost completely split up. Yeah, I do still... It's not like I'm not going to listen to albums like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. But let's not get too political with it. That's fair. Um, so kind of like going through it, some tracks like Boogie as like an opening an track. I was like, yeah. that is an opener. It's so much fun. You're like, what am I and getting myself into? Yeah, a little bit of like, should I listen to the Death Grips album? Yeah. And, stuff? <laughs> and then it just kind of like progresses really nicely. And you end up like, with a really kind of catching opener. Um, Zipper, which mm-hmm. is, I think, the next track, yeah. reminded me of D12, which was Eminem's, like... Yeah, I'm familiar with D12. It's, it's almost, like, goofy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, very, almost, like, childish, like, childish... Um, yeah, I don't even know how to describe uh, yeah. it. Like, bouncy in a way, like, witty sort of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I totally agree. The, there were points on the album that the children's voices during choruses and hooks mm-hmm. kind of bug me. Okay, fair. I don't know. Um, it really stood out on Hottie. Hottie, That I was okay. just like, the rest of the song was good, but um, it was just like the chorus really just kind of dragged the rest of the song yeah. down to me. That's fair, that's fair. Um, My least favorite okay. was Sister Nation. Really? Uh, my I wrote Help. Wow. Because this is actually surprising because I would consider Sister Nation my favorite on the album. Uh, I wrote way too much video game dream <laughs> sequence music. However, there's a good verse that pulled me back into it. Which was? Do you um, remember? I would have to look it up. Was but it I'm near the end? Yeah. It was probably Dom's. He, he, says, he says something like, um, I would walk through the halls on my own pace every lunch. I can't remember exactly... He's talking about kind of his lunch, um, basically his time in high school and like how he didn't really fit in sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that sis- seems to be kind of an overall theme with them is like not necessarily fitting in mm-hmm. and not necessarily fitting together. It's true. Um, they. It's very clear when you watch interviews with them that they are all introverts yeah (laughs) like it's kind of their interviews are kind of honestly like difficult to watch sometimes because they're so like like no one wants to speak up when they're asked a question and stuff like that yeah kind of reading through Mm -hmm. um finding stuff um they tackle their own sexuality on it yeah definitely Um, definitely. and like it's it's not comfortable to listen to Mm -hmm. um they're not i mean going back Eminem 20 years ago mm. saying certain words he meant it in one way yeah um, when Kevin Abstract says it yeah it, it's it's him identifying himself in yeah I, I say uncomfortable would be the best yeah word to describe. yeah yeah that's a big part of I think Kevin Abstract and his his substance at least on albums like this mm-hmm. is definitely gripping with his sexuality and um yeah I totally agree other songs I really, really liked. Liquid, I just wanted more. Like, yeah. I really liked it, and I wanted more. Um, Bleach. Bleach. Um, it has a really good, like, male guest uh, vocal on the chorus. Yeah, no, that's actually Joba. Is it? Yeah. Joba! I, oh, yeah, I do have that. Um, mm-hmm. Just, like, a really cool flow to it. I l- really liked Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I didn't get the interludes like cinema one, two, oh, and yeah, three. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes I forget that those exist because I don't even add them to the to my album when I add it to my library. Yeah. The as someone who uses Apple Music and usually throws an album on, mm-hmm. um, it it kind of works as a breather. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't get it and I don't find it necessary to be there, though. Every song is so insane and over the top that it does kind of just settle you back down and then kick you right back up as soon as the next song comes in. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, So obviously this is the third Saturation album. There's Saturation 2 and there's Saturation 1. All three albums had uh, skits like that in between. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they're honestly that necessary. And kind of going back to what we were talking about with interludes, this is one of the examples, in my opinion, where it's not it's not really adding much and it's not really kind of strengthening the album that much in my opinion but you know creativity to the artist i guess yeah um my favorite song was stains which interesting um was the second like single off the album i guess Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know i was like who is this voice because there's Mm -hmm. this interlude and so it's actually their photographer okay uh, yeah Ashlyn Gray. Yeah, yeah. And basically, he kind of throws them under the bus. Like, it's like, y'all oh, made three about, albums, yeah, still like, talk about the one's same One's Lil shit. Wayne, one's selling drugs, yeah. right? One's gay or something like yeah. that. But, like, I don't know. It, it really stood out. Um, and everyone kind of gets to shine on it. Mm-hmm. Which, on a couple of the other songs, kind of, I feel... People are kind of in the background. I don't know. It really just stuck out to me as my favorite on it. Interesting. Um, this is this is strange, honestly, because I would say Stains is one of my lesser favorites huh. on the album. Also, I, I agree uh, with you saying Liquid. It's okay. I think Liquid is just okay. You know, I do yeah. want more as well. You were saying you liked Alaska as well. Yeah. Also one that is not one of my favorites. Like, there's... I want to I want to make it clear that there's not really a, a song on this album that I dislike, but in terms of ones I prefer, like, yeah, Sister Nation is up there. I like Boogie. The energy honestly can be overwhelming. Like yeah. if I'm tired and it shows up in my shuffle, I'll be like, skip, because it's like a lot. I think like part of maybe why tracks stand out as favorites to me mm-hmm. is I think it is production. I think it is a little pulled back. Um, a little less like frenetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like flow when I listen to rap. Yeah. Um, and I, I think like the uh, the songs that did stand out to me maybe pull me a little back to where I was yeah, as opposed yeah. to where you are no. on maybe a little more of the intense tracks. I, I agree. I agree. I totally I totally uh, think that those songs yeah. that you were saying you, re- you liked share more similarities to your generation of rap um, than to mine. Because I think your generation of rap actually has a strong, like, uh, likeness towards lyrics rather than production. Not that production's not important, but in comparison to my generation, and I think that's going way back to what we were saying about mumble rappers and why they're becoming popular. I think it's because a lot of people are prioritizing uh, beats over substance of bars yeah. nowadays. Like, I, I think lyrically, like, older rap, you got a lot more in mm-hmm. terms of storytelling. Yeah, I agree. I um, agree. Some of the lines in this album hit really hard, and there is some really great narrative, mm-hmm. but at times it's just like spitting things out for the sake of rhyming stuff. Yeah, no, I can agree with that for sure. I try to, like, because I'm, like, this huge Brockhampton fan. Yeah. I, sh- I should have prefaced that. Like, they're one of my favorite acts right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, like, currently making music. Um, so I, I try really hard to, like, actually have, like, a critical look when I release music and not just be like, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever heard. But, yeah, when I go back, there are some, some things where it's, like, they're trying to be artsy or, like, I don't know different like here push the boundaries yeah but they're not really they're not really hitting it yeah before I give my initial rating yeah I will go through my ratings of the rappers okay, on the yeah. album just because 
that kind of kept me engaged at times, like listening for the different ones and like the rankings kind of changed as I went. Um, the one that didn't change was Joba. Yeah. Uh, he just has such a great sound and like it's clean. It's, I don't I know. It, it just stood out from like the first time I heard him on the album is like Joba is my favorite is mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. I wrote. Um, Kevin Abstract kind of came in second for me. Yeah, um, Probably who's going to come out of this, like the Tyler, the creator. I think so. I think um, so too, for sure. Merlin Wood. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> very different sound. Guy's got energy. Yeah. Lots of energy. Um, Amir Van was fourth. I mm -hmm. guess that's kind of pointless now. <laughs> um, Matt Champion and Don McLennan. Um, yeah. Fair they're enough. They're there. Yeah. They're there. They kind of do their job on a few songs and then other songs. It's like, oh, I could skip over this part. Yeah. And then apparently Bareface. Bareface, yeah. Bareface doesn't show up a lot. Yeah, but, I think uh, he's literally only on team, the closer. Yeah, that's probably um, why he's on the bottom. Yeah, on all three Saturation albums, I think he has one track each. Okay. In their most recent two albums, he's way more included and he's even rapping. Okay. And yeah, I think... I think he's kind of undervalued in this era of Brockhampton he was because he, he can actually add a lot uh, to their songs just in terms of his singing ability. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you with the Matt Champion thing. Me personally, I mean, this is also coming from me being like a diehard Brockhampton yeah, fan. Yeah. I like Dom a lot. Okay. And I think Dom has some pretty good pretty good storytelling actually. A lot of people consider him the lyricist of the group, oh. but I don't necessarily agree with that statement. I think everyone's generally pretty good. Yeah. I, I think when it comes down to it is like, I feel the message aside from like the fitting in and stuff is that they are really inclusive mm -hmm. and they, no matter what your talent is, you're part of this. Yeah. And I mean, they have a graphic designer that they li list as a member. Yeah. Um, the, photographer appears yeah like, so I, I think it's a really cool concept of like hey maybe one of us will make it maybe we'll all make mm -hmm. it but we're in this together yeah they're very much a, a family in a way yeah actually actually funny story this is this is kind of a little bit related but they actually all met online as well they, wow. met, on a, they met on a Kanye West forum well not all online some of them knew each other I think Kevin knew Amir and maybe someone else but, like, in terms of, like, the actual amalgamation yeah, of Brockhampton, yeah, yeah. it was all through a Kanye West forum. That's kind of cool. Um, so, my initial, I, I gave it a seven. Pretty um, good. It's not something I would listen to all the time. Fair enough. Um, a lot of those songs are songs that I feel I would throw on a mixtape. Yeah. Um, or a playlist for a party. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I did like it more than I expected. And there's songs that I'll definitely go back to. And I, I think I could see myself exploring their discography a little more. Mm -hmm. I think for me, they'd be the kind of group that I'd say, hey, Declan, give me like your top 15 tracks by yeah. Brockhampton and let me go through them. Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to having to listen to full albums. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's just very, very different yeah. from typically what I listen to in terms of rap even now. Mm -hmm. I would say their newest album actually called Ginger okay. is like probably their most accessible okay. if you're looking for something next. Kind of more poppy. Have you found, because I mean they kind of blew up, they were recording like mm -hmm. at home in LA or in yeah. like yeah, very in like local literally studio. A home studio yeah. Do you find since then to Ginger like, mm -hmm. I mean the production on saturation three is awesome but mm -hmm. like has it changed does it feel a little more mainstream does it feel a little more accessible um it's it's funny you say that because after saturation three they've had two albums since mm -hmm. they had one called iridescence which they recorded at abbey road studios actually okay i think they recorded it in 10 days this was right after amir was kicked out and it was this like strong like immediate emotional response okay and it shows in the good ways and it shows in the bad ways and it's their most like experimental weird one it's one of my favorites perhaps my favorite but critically it's probably it's probably the low one of the lowest of the few 
but it's the reviews on it are very mixed um and then after that most recently ginger that came out uh actually just like a couple months ago is the opposite it's very very cohesive all the songs fit so well when listening to the album as a whole probably their best um so far in that aspect and a little more a little more softer definitely a a little more poppy like i was saying so honestly at this point if i were to recommend an album for someone who is completely unfamiliar maybe i would do ginger okay but for the sake of this i wanted you to like get the prime yeah what what many many fans would would label the prime brockhampton days no i appreciate it Mm -hmm. i mean it's kind of how i listen to music a lot is that i'll see something pop up on um album of the year or on twitter Mm -hmm. and i'll give it a sample and usually uh, i you know i have like a one song threshold a lot of the time Mm -hmm. And that's probably what I would do with this. Yeah. So um, to listen to the full album kind of gives scope. It introduced me to Joba. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, I, I think it's kind of a cool practice to do of kind of getting out of your own comfort zone and seeing what else is out there. For sure. Tell me time, so let the water run. Let my body run. Closing, closing with the albums. Do you have any any final thoughts on rap music? It's changed a lot. It's still it's still a lot of fun, and I find with a lot of rap, I have fun with it. Mm-hmm. We were kind of talking guilty pleasures yes, earlier, yes. Um, kind of before we started recording, and like for me, like Nelly. Nelly, interesting. So like Nelly's ridiculous, but like Hot and Her and all those songs, they're fun. And, like, you don't really need to think when listening to Nelly. Um, He did have the song Air Force Ones that came out and got pulled from the radio because it was essentially an ad for Nike. Really? Um, But Nelly's just one of those artists, like, it's fun. I don't really think too much when listening to it. Yeah. Maybe if I dig into Brockhampton more, I'll think a little more. But I had fun listening to it. Fair enough. For me, in terms of Guilty Pleasure... Honestly, I don't mind Post Malone. Yeah. I'm not going to go out there and be like, Post Malone is the greatest rapper alive. But I really like, I don't think he's bad. Definitely don't think he's bad. Yeah. Um, there's another artist or, or duo, I should say. Um, are you familiar with Suicide Boys? I'm um, no. Okay. No. So Suicide Boys is essentially like this duo. I don't even, maybe they're from Atlanta. Okay. That might be wrong. Take that with a grain of salt. Um, they're all about scary rap. So like uh, like horror rap oh, in a way, in a way. No. But it's like it's very clear that it's like pandery and it's okay. like sometimes it's just so cheesy. But like I I can't help but like be vibing to it and it's 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 great like gym music okay. when I'm like angry or something and and I'm, and I'm like I wish everyone could see his like Hulk pose right now that he's <laughs> like, making. I'm telling you, man. Like, I know that they're, like, totally just trying to formulaically pull me in with the scariest type beat they can find. Yeah. Just heavy, very, very deep bass and, like, kind of raspy voices like this as they rap. Okay. So I know they're trying so hard, but I'm still, I still like it. You know what I mean? You mentioned Atlanta and we just went a full hour and I didn't mention Outkast at all. Interesting, yeah, Um, yeah. Which, to be honest, may be the top five for me. Yeah. Um, back as Outkast and then as solo artists mm-hmm. as well. We could definitely dig into that another day. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll have Rap 2. Rap 2, <laughs> the sequel. Um, 
if you have any recommendations for us, um, look us up online. I'm D Hallmark across all social media platforms. That's D H A L M A R K. I'd love to listen to what you're hearing. And I am Declan M eight on Twitter. That is D E K L A N M eight. And then I'm just Declan M on Instagram. So yeah, check me out if you'd like. Awesome. Um, to finish things off today, um, here's Forgot About Dre. Just a bunch of gibberish and motherfuckers act like they forgot about Dre. Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something.